perfect. But hey, welcome back. Third time, really. But we ain't gonna count that one because you weren't supposed to say nothing. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I uh, that didn't happen, everybody. We've very only, convincing. Very we, convincing. We we've only been talking two times. Like this, this is the second time right here. That right? don't sound convincing at all. How are you guys doing? I Again. hope you're doing fine. Anyways, now it's time to get into the Wednesday night warfare that we had. Oh, uh, fighter fist like, and GHB. G-A-B. HB is not the same thing. Not, not great bad shout, uh, shout out to uh, great human beings. If you know who that is, I just promoted them. Oh. You don't know who that is. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Shout out to AJ Causey. Do you know who that is? That's his stuff. Let me Google. Oh my God. Bro. Oh, I know who it is. I oh know who it God, is. Oh my God, you dissing him. Now I, got, um, I don't even want to put this out because I feel like I'm dissing my boy. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, she, I, is, she knows who you are. Okay, I bro? do. I do. I follow you on Instagram. Follow AJ it? Cowser, you guys. That was a nice little promo we just did it for was. no apparent reason. It was a good Anyway, It, it was fine. It moving was fine. on. I I, that. that was me for messing up. But that showed you that you're on my mind, bro. Like, uh, you know, you, you're my boy. Anyway, let's go. Everything worked out. All right, so we're going to start off with Fighter Fest. Um... Let's just let's just get out this and say like this G A B Gab Gab. Ew. That's what they have said. I know. I ain't like it. I don't like it. I ain't either. I ain't like it. NXT Gab. Stop it. Stop it. I don't like it. it. All right. So it was legitimately get to them last. It was a you messed me up. It was it was legitimately a ratings war. Thanks, MJF. They were throwing punches, throwing shots. I was, well, I you was know what? It. Mostly from from the side we're starting from. Mostly they came from Fighter Fest for the most part. Yes, because I'd be upset and deservingly too. so. Yes, because that could have, like I said, as much as I I enjoy NXT, they really didn't have to call that the Great American Bash. They could have just this. This is very petty. We all know it. They could have just left left it. It's a good NXT show, and it was a great show, by the way. It was. It was a great show. But let's get into Dynamite, which was also a great Fighter show. Fest. Fighter well, Fest. yeah, Fighter Fest, Dynamite. It was they they kind of said both names next to each other the whole night. AEW Dynamite Fighter Fest. Yeah, because like uh, Jericho was promoting his match with Orange Cassidy next week a lot, and he kept maintaining that yes, Fighter Fest night two, AEW, right here on TNT on AEW Dynamite. <laughs> right. So right, yeah, right. so they they made sure to remind you that they're one and the same. So the first was a tag team match because you know AEW is all about the tags. Gotta give them a round of applause for that because I told you I love it. I love it. I love it. Let's go. So first we had MJF and War Dog. War, War. Yeah, Warden. that's what that's what MJF called him. This is nickname, I guess. War Dog, the War Dog. What's up, homie? <laughs> Wardlow. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Wardlow is absolutely. I'm sorry. I think I said something about. I didn't understand why they were making a big deal about Wardlow a while back. Yeah. When his only match was a cage match against Cody. And I was like, yeah, I mean, Cody could have carried him. Like, come on. You know, that was a great match, but what else can he do? I'm sorry. The dude is un- he's unbelievable. So he deserves the, the big push and the hype that he, he got. And uh, But, yeah, shout out to uh, MJF for his strong promo mentioning the Raiden's War to set it all off. And it w- they were going really, really fast 
for a while, especially when the big fellas got in the ring. And that's <sighs> what you don't really hear. Exactly. <laughs> it's usually not like that in tag team matches, but the, the speed kind of picked up when the big fellas got yes. got in the ring. I didn't, I didn't even tell them who their partners, their opponents were. Really? It's, it's okay, the Jurassic I don't know why I thought you said it. Okay, I might have. I don't know. That's it's, fine. it's the Jurassic Express. Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, to be exact. With Marco outside. Yes, who we didn't we didn't notice until I, I'm feel I'm sorry, Marco. I guess this is kind of a hit on your height, but we did not notice you until you just like kind of popped up when one of them went. To, uh, I think Jungle when Jungle Boy. Boy was diving, I think he just popped up. You know, he was like, "Oh, I got you, bud." Yeah. So, anyway, shout out to Marco. Uh, the finish teased a little bit more dissension between you know Wardlow and MJF. They did have that little uh, back and forth or a little bit of tease tension in a couple Squamish. of like they had a vignette and like a, a promo. That they kind of went at it, and then in this situation, MJF almost punched him, and then it, before that, he was telling him, "Why, you know, can you do anything? Can you right? do anything right?" Yelling at it, or like it's his fault. Uh, well, I guess it kind of was. He, he did, does. but he didn't let him go, right? Like, yeah, the other guy did that, but anyway, uh, Luchasaurus kicked his hand right into Wardlow, and Wardlow had to take the most. Like Luchasaurus, not only. Slammed him. He did a nice, like I said, Luchasaurus is unbelievable. He's six six, six five, and doing moon salts easily. And like these dudes, both of those guys were absolutely insane. And it's kind of like their uh, match that they had with the lumberjack match I said last yeah. week that was insane. This was only made even better with the storytelling with, with the heel work of MJF. And the great athleticism that Jungle Boy possess. So. And the very, very high intensity. Um commentating done by Chris Jericho. He called Wardlow <laughs> and um, Luchasaurus King Kong versus Godzilla. Godzilla. And then he called Luchasaurus Mothra because yes. he took flight. It was, great. it was like, that was fantastic. Great fantastic. And then and then his reasoning was not because uh, Luchasaurus is a dinosaur, but it's because he's a fan of Japanese movies. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yep, yep. Anyway, next uh, we have oh you got before else? before we go into the next uh, match, uh, AEW did a, a a promo for next week's show having an all elite wrestling puppy tournament challenge a battle royal I thought I saw puppies? with puppies yeah they, I'm not I'm not tripping I saw that it was an ad with little puppies and everything it's insane I don't know yeah, what it is I put three question marks down. It's insane. I have I don't know what's gonna happen next week, but there you go. They promoted it, so people gonna, gonna bring their dogs to work. Yeah, maybe that's what's gonna happen. I don't know, but yes, I'm not tripping. I seen it and they promoted it, so there you go. Then we have Penelope Ford versus the AEW Women's Champion Hikaru Shida. I want to say I love the way AEW do their video packages because uh, they had a very strong. Uh, video package for this match. I wasn't expecting a video package for Penelope Cruz and Hikaru Shida because even though they had a mini story, a little story, but it wasn't. It didn't had a lot of build. I didn't think. I didn't think it would have a, a big nice package, but it was a nice video. Oh my god! I got to pause that last phrase. A big nice package. Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that that video package was a uh, very very good. So. I like the way they do it. It's very different. Like I love how they let Jr. and Excalibur and other people chime in on the on the rivalries. You know, WWE does those video packages, but it's usually only recapping what's happening happened, or it's uh if it is a talking when like in NXT, it'll be people like Adam Cole 
and Keith Lee in their video package, which was great. But it was mostly those guys talking, not like, you know, other guys, uh, you know. But AEW's been doing great on their video packages from the yeah. beginning. So you, th- you found it? Yeah. It, they call it a, a casual puppy break. It's called the Puppy Battle Royale. It's okay, I'm not tripping. So they literally doing a Puppy Battle Royale. So I have no clue what it is. The All Elite Wrestling Puppy thing. But yeah, it's a thing. So I'm not tripping. So we can go ahead and move on to back to sheet on them because I just wanted to confirm and let you guys know that that is a thing. And we will see it on our television next next Wednesday. So Bribe me with the dogs. I love it. Um, Also, I love this match. Um, Oh, yeah. It was very great. Uh, It started off fast, kind of like she was a squash match last week that she had. Mm -hmm. But uh, it was anything but a squash match. Uh, Chris Jericho made a comment, by the way, that he hates the word grit during this match. Mm. Found it very hilarious. So, by the way, no more grit, you guys. Uh, we can't use that word, according Please. to Jericho. He's sick of it. I've been tired of it for a while. <laughs> it, was, it, it was overused in the business I for a while. Uh, but Penelope oh, Ford my. was really impressive. Like, the moves that Penelope Ford did in this match and uh, some of the way, like, how resilient she ended up being. I thought it would. I thought she would lean on Kip more, but after, uh, you know, the Kip were, was removed early in the match, even though he did make his return, and, uh, you know, Sheeta hit him in the side of the face with the uh, kendo stick and finished her match with multiple knee strikes. And I think I think she finished it with the Falcon, Falcon Arrow, but I know she got him with some knee strikes. But either way it goes, it was a very, very beautiful and enjoying contest. And I love both of them. I love, I love how both of the women worked in that match. So, I, again, I still will maintain I want AEW to put more of a focus on their women. But, like, again, I want to also give them a break. I know they have plenty of characters they're just trying to establish. So it's kind of tough when you're trying to establish a lot of characters at once. And then you got the quarantine and, you know, Florida maybe shutting down. It's a lot of stuff going on. So I understand why it's impossible, why it's hard to Florida give me the focus I want. Florida ain't shutting down. They're making too much well, it's money. There's rumors. Right I'm just talking about rumors. I'm just talking about oh. what's going on. I, 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 I don't care what's going on. Oh, God. See, this is why, this is why professionals silence their devices. I thought it was silence. <laughs> also... I, that's why we record in the morning when the kids are asleep. Obviously, and we don't have kids. I'm just going to clarify that right now. No, that's not a joke. I'm serious. I don't know why I played that wrong sound. We don't have <laughs> kids. We don't have kids. Anyway. Um, what's next? We are, oh, TNT Championship match. I got this. I got this. Well, I don't know. I didn't know if you were looking at the phone or not. I wasn't. Cody versus Jake Hagar. In his nice, longer trunks. No, it actually looked like he just forgot his gear and came out there in his underwear. That's what it looked like to me. Uh, <laughs> no cap. That's what they look like. They just look like some under tights that you would wear. <laughs> they, didn't look, they didn't necessarily look like new gear. But anyway, anyway uh, uh, I... Uh, my Excalibur started off this match in during Cody's interest. By the way, in his great, uh, in his new design for his nightmare shirt, which I liked, and his, his straight up Great American Bash logo. But you know, he inserted. I like that shot. Like I said, every shot AEW took was deservingly so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, uh, he mentioned Excalibur mentioned that Cody has defended the belt four times in five weeks. I don't know if that was right. That's wrong. It, that's what I was thinking. I could have swore we saw. I could have swore he took two weeks off. He took two weeks off. But either way it goes, it doesn't matter. 
Uh, according to Excalibur, like I said, and I agree with him, that is an insane pace. Like, if he had defended four times in five weeks, he's that's really, really, really quick. Well, technically, has it been four defenses? Right. This is before Jake Hager, too. Because he, he defended, when did he face Ricky Starks? That was the last one before this one, so I don't know. Okay, so that's that three, was like, that's three either, weeks. I don't that's, know the exact date of when that match took place, but that was the last one before Jake. Okay, so that's three that's three title defenses right there in three weeks. He took And does does winning the belt count as defending it? No. Because that's what I'm that's But what he counted this one here with, with Jake. No, he this was before that match even started, he said this. Really? Yes, he didn't say that during this match. Unless you're saying he counting this one too, and that makes the four. Yeah. That okay, makes the then four. that got okay, the all right. I got five. you. I got you. So all right. I cool. still don't think it's five weeks though. But okay. Yeah, I don't think so either, but either way it goes. Uh they, I just want to make a point about this match is uh they put over how strong Jake, how strong in his reach is what they really tried to focus on with Jake Hager in this match at the beginning especially. And he looks and feels like the real deal in AEW, which is a far cry from Jack Swagger. That's one thing I'll say. Like, Jake Hager ain't nothing like Jack Swagger. Oh, no, no, no. He is like, they treat him like uh, he's a scary dude. And that's cool. Uh they also do a good job of involving Arn Anderson and Cody's matches. You ever notice how in uh, WWE, especially Zelina, Zelina talks a lot of crap, mm -hmm. but especially recently, especially since what all the stuff her faction has been going through, she has not interrupted or helped out to her guys or been involved in the matches much. Like she's there to make faces or she's been on commentary. Like WWE has a bad thing going on with a lot of their managers not actually seeming important. Every title defense Cody has had, Arn Anderson to help. Mm-hmm. In some way. Ever since being before. his coach. Yeah, except for that time he was put out. So, like, <laughs> they really, really uh, – I really like how he's not wasted. But uh, Jake and Cody went back and forth. And, you know, even though Jake controlled a lot of everything and he threw Cody, threw Cody all over the ring, the finish was very weird to me. So, Jake's, waps, Jake's wife – Wap. Wap. That's 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 what it sounded like when she slapped uh, Cody. <laughs> Whap, probably. Anyway, Jake's wife slapped Cody uh, and uh, while he was in the ankle lock, and here comes Dustin to give Hager a slap for the one <laughs> his wife gave Cody, and uh, revert. So that leads to uh, Jake reversing Cody, who was trying to hit crossroads, and then Jake hitting a urinag into the arm triangle he's been using, which was reversed into a pin. Great match, but like I said, Jake. Look very foolish thinking he won, in my opinion. His shoulders was on the mat. Cody's music is playing, and he's still holding his hands up like he won. But, you know, he beat up the referee. He hit the referee one time, walked out like, like a badass. So, you know, I guess it still works. <laughs> but, hey, I love the match. Another good Cody match. Uh, and I just want to say that that's the one thing I give. It's the same thing I loved about John Cena's United States title run a few years back. Cody has been doing a good job. I'm not saying this is a ripoff or anything, but I am saying anytime you're doing a TV mat title match format where you're defending it every week when a champion keeps winning and all that type of stuff, oh, you don't know how how good it just makes you look and how good whoever you know takes the belt is going or is supposed to or is going to look. You know, after I remember when Seth Rollins finally beat Cena, I think that's how it worked out for that. And that's when Seth became a double champ. I think I could be wrong, but either way it goes, 
Seth Rollins was the real deal. He was a double champ. He looked like a big deal at the time. And the United States was that much of a big deal. It was a big deal that Seth was a double champ. So uh, that's what I can see for the TNT title. Like, you keep getting these wins. You're just building it up and making it more and more important. Exactly. But anyway, uh, yeah, I like it. And I can't wait for them to finish it, <laughs> finish the belt, <laughs> to see yeah. what it's supposed to actually look like. Yeah. Also, just 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 to poke at that, he said the nickel plating hadn't been added. Nickel is the same color as it is right now. To be honest, <laughs> not that much different. I guess it'd be shinier. Is it? Is that it's aluminum be, plating that is on there right now? I have no clue. I have uh, no clue. Okay. But uh, next, before you go to that, okay. Darby Allen is still insane. Just want to confirm that. Did a nice backflip onto a skateboard. He's not medically cleared and still risking his life. So Darby Allen is crazy, you guys. Okay, let's go. That's basically what the video package told me. Crazy. You did the jazz hands crazy. That's All what right. they did. Next, my favorite match of well, I can't um, my favorite match as far as outcomes of the night goes to Private Party versus Santana and Ortiz. Now, you all know that I'm a private party stand here. And if you recall, I picked private party to win in our predictions yes, video. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. As a matter of fact, I remember that as soon as they won. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, but you know what? At the end of the day, these are two of my favorite teams in AEW. And then I love how the commentary team mentioned their history and how, you know, Santana Ortiz was seniors in the wrestling school when private party was coming up and just that relationship uh, you know, that they have because it really showed in the ring, you know, and Santana Ortiz beat the hell out of Mark Quinn until, you know, Isaiah came in with a corkscrew twist of dive and all the beautiful moves. Like, we, we we get to see Isaiah do some nice, like, remember we, we pretty much labeled Mark Quinn as Jeff Hardy? Well, like you said, Isaiah Cassidy came in this time and he had a lot of, a lot of, like, flamboyant and uh nice moves and it was just great to see uh, them do more. He actually did a swanton. Speaking of that, uh, the jail party reps, he did a swanton. Mm-hmm. I was swanton. So it was a great combination of moves by Ortiz and Santana. And I just absolutely love the finish as private party, you know, hit Jen and Juice after, you know, uh, they blinded uh, Santana on the top rope. And Ortiz trying to save it, but he was a little bit late. And they showed a disheveled uh, Ortiz at the end of the match, you know, mad that he couldn't. Uh, break up the pin in time and solid match. I wish it was even longer than it was. And uh, private party will be challenging the winner of our main event of this diner of, of mm-hmm. this fight night one fighter fest, and that's next week. I next think. week, yeah, yeah they're gonna be challenging week. oh night too. So a uh, big win for private party. And like I said, I love uh, the the kind of switching of roles in in the way they work, even though they all worked well together. I love to see Isaiah get more offense in and, you know, basically help win this match for his team. Exactly. You know, the way he did. Because it's usually the other way around. Yeah. Or they even, just lose. Even though Mark was the one that, you know, picked up the pin, um, it was just because he was legal. Right, yeah. They <laughs> worked well together to get that finish, too. Exactly, exactly. Let me back up for a second because I feel like, oh, I didn't. I was wrong. I was, about to, I was about to gloat and tell you that I got all of the matches right. But I didn't. I picked the best friends to win. Best friends didn't win at all. I'm sorry, y'all. So Spawning it already. Thanks. Kenny but Omega anyway. and Adam Page, who don't have a tag team name yet. Now, hold on. Before we go to that, because that's that is the next match. 
Jericho was on commentary before the match, but the presence of Orange Cassidy during the Santana Ortiz and, and the uh, private party match, the presence, not because Orange Cassidy didn't say anything. He, he kicked didn't. the chair. He didn't touch Jericho. That just oh. set Jericho off. He was And lead. we had a bra- the greatest brawl that wasn't a brawl because they split him up. But Orange Cassidy not trying to fight him. It's they just Jericho. They didn't split them up. They held Jericho back. They, yeah, exactly. That's the only thing. They were holding Jericho back. They didn't have to do nothing to Orange because Orange was just chilling. So I can't wait to watch that match. Uh, and by the way, another thing I want to mention before we get into the main event, Taz, Taz's killer promo. I love what guys like him and MVP has been bringing to the mic yeah. in their roles, uh, you know, on television. Taz has been entertaining on all the AEW darks, and he's been entertaining here as Brian Cage's manager. So uh, I loved his shot. You know, yeah, it sounded like it was a low blow. You know, about the uh, what? What did he? What's the exact verbiage that he used? Didn't he say, "Uh, we don't run a messy shop"? Or what? He said something. We don't like run that. a sloppy. A sloppy shop. shop. Sloppy shop. And it was definitely a shot at you know. The WWE, but that's warranted. Like we, from the beginning, we knew WWE was taking risk, or it seemed like they were taking. They were. It just seemed like they were ignoring everything that was going on. Because yep. every time you watch Raw, it's like I know you want us to ignore what's been going on, but dude, like you're putting those people at risk while they're trying to help us ignore. It. You could put a mask on. Like right, They're your crowd members can have masks, and now you see magically they pop up with masks on the shows. But they were, but, but they were selling those merch masks before, way before this. But you know, whatever. That's not the point. And they can make they could have made more money if they just went straight from the beginning. Ever since we opened the performance and up to do this from the beginning, they could have been selling these masks, taking it exactly. seriously. But you know, uh, it is what it is. Like I said, that shot was very warranted. And I also can understand how Tony Khan or just AEW in general was kind of ticked off because you took my main event away by being careless. Yeah, you did over there. Oh yeah. And now I'm hearing conflicting reports. Like it's now you got reports of people saying that some of those fans that was in Fighter Fest last night. Weren't tested, the ones who were in the far back. So I don't know if that's just people trying to get something out because WWE mad about the AEW statement yeah. or whatever. I don't know. But either way it goes, uh, I'm not mad at that shot because it's like I said, they should be they should feel some type of way. Their world champion won't they have to push the match back, do something else that they probably weren't planning to do. He gotta be yet. separated from his wife. And they're doing something for COVID relief if we're fighting for the fall. And maybe they wouldn't have did this if a couple of their guys didn't come in contact with it the way it had. Cause like I they don't nobody's been confirmed to have anything, but now it's a reality, if you know, especially mm-hmm. with the news that mm-hmm. that's been going on with WWE. Exactly. So uh but anyway, uh into the main event we go. Like you said, uh, the unnamed tag team. The unnamed tag team, Kenny Omega and Adam Hangman Page versus the best friends who got driven to work by um, Trent's Greg. mother. <laughs> As she called him. She said, Greggy. Right. Uh, Trent keeping a serious face while getting kissed by his mom. Absolutely hilarious. Uh, <laughs> or the... And uh, it, it was just it, it was insane to see that <laughs> the look on his face, and then Britt Baker the look on her face when they panned to her. By the way, Britt Baker again is money. I'm going to keep saying it. Uh, authoritative moves in the, all through the match between for Kenny and Hangman and lovely combination that you know we used to from them. And then FTR appeared out of nowhere, and Hangman gives him a stare when they walk out. <laughs> And, uh, you know, we was just, I was trying to figure out why were they there at first. And, but, you know, before you know it, Beretta hits a beautiful DDT and nice dive from Chucky. And then he walked in, then he walked to a boot from Kenny 
who then also Beretta dives into him and then whips him into Chucky, who throws him right into Hangman's head into the barricade on the outside of the ring. It was absolutely sick. I had to highlight that spot. Uh, it was a nasty power driver by Chucky T. And also, Kenny gets into his spamming his Snapdragon. We all know how much he loves to do that. Uh, the team will trade combinations. Uh, and until the best friends hit strong zero, and I was actually worried because nobody kicks out of the dude buster, a.k.a. the stomps. Stomp and do busted together, uh, which uh, it was very close false finish. Chucky hit an Omega driver on Kenny Omega that popped me. And the best friends have the most one-sided hug they've ever had because Veretta wasn't standing up for that hug. Trent basically, I mean, I mean, Trent was basically like couldn't stand up on his own two feet at this point when Chucky picked him up for that hug and they zoomed out and gave the people what we wanted. Uh, uh, it was another couple of frost finishes later, and Hangman just kills Trent with a buckshot lariat, yeah. and that's it. Match over. Hangman saves the day again, as, the same way he did in their match against the Bucks. Uh, I like that little underlying story in their matches. And they get off after the match, they get off of beers for, from FTR, and, you know, Hangman takes it. Like, I'm sure he would have took it no matter who the person was handing him that cold beer after Nice, long day of hard work, apparently. <laughs> and, you know, uh, it leads into a shoving contest when they offer Kenny the beer, Who, when Kenny pours the beer out, because we all know Kenny don't drink. That's why he had the milk. Come on, guys. Y'all could have thought about Kenny. I'll watch the product. Uh, the books come out to try to split the shoving contest up, and that's how the show goes off the air. So we're getting some dissension here. But uh, either way it go, great show. I love this show. It's very strong. I don't. I really think it was the best show of the night out of the two shows. Uh, you know, and I really, really enjoyed it. It was very, very, very good show. And uh, I can't wait to see what happens on night two. Exactly. All right. So now we're gonna move on to. Sorry, I kind of sound like Sunny Kiss right there. Okay. That was that was a little too excited. That was my cheerleader voice. Um, <laughs> we're gonna move on to NXT Gab. So we opened up the show with a fatal four-way elimination match: Miriam versus Tegan Knox versus Candice LeRae versus Dakota Kai. Um, Tegan Knox won. Um, and Muncy kept it open. He was like, you know, anybody can win this match. And yep. I think you'll go into that now, I guess. Like, yeah, that's the reason why. I mean, I felt like every woman in the match had a chance to win. Uh, I just wanted to point out that Mia Yim's elimination was because she had very, very poor ring awareness, in my opinion, because I don't know <laughs> why she thought since Tegan Knox rolled out of the ring after she hit Soul Food that she just needed to look at her on the outside of the ring. <laughs> And then she gets rolled up, and then we get uh, a great one-on-one match pretty much for a while between Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai. I did kind of skip over uh, Candice LeRae's elimination. She was first eliminated by Mia Yim. She claims she got jumped, but honestly, really, like, I think Tegan Knox was the only one who was helping. I don't even remember. It wasn't jumped. It wasn't all three, like she tried to say. Even though Dakota Kai was fighting everybody, like she's supposed to do. Dakota was outside the It was a multi-woman match. But anyway, uh... That's what happened to her. Tegan Knox outlasted Dakota Kai, even though they had a great back and forth. And, you know, you see with no Raquel, they, you know, it was a straight up match. And look who prevailed. Tegan Knox gets the number one contendership shot. 
And I'm interested to see what type of, uh, you know, if, if, is it going to be a story? Do they, are they just going to do the match next week? What's going to happen when it comes to EO in this type of uh, match with Tegan Knox? I'm excited to see. I think they definitely might do it the way this, uh, you know, feud is going. I know the ratings number may be out by now or soon because I'm, yeah, I'm not looking for it, but I just know that's what everybody's fighting for right now. So uh, we'll see, and we might point that out at the end of the show. Uh, but great start to the show. I liked it. It was very solid, you know, uh, and, uh, I can't wait to see what Tegan Knox is, has to do next. Cause she is her and Dakota Kai were the two of the four. I think that has never fought for the belt, I believe. So uh, it was close. Nice. It was close. Okay. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. It was a ratings war though. It was, it was, it was, it was real neck and neck. Um, Next, we have this match that was not advertised unless you follow on Oni Lorkin on Twitter, which Munchie does. Well, I just know he talks a lot of mess on Twitter. Like, Oni's a good follow. That's what I would say. He's a good follow. Uh, but, yes, I had no clue about uh, this match. I don't even know if Oni said anything about it pre-match. I just know that uh, it surprised me that this happened. But, hey, I'm happy because let's get to catch wrestling, man. When I tell you, uh, let's get that powerful catch wrestling because let's just be honest, man. It's not that many catch, just straight up catch wrestling matches. You don't know what catch wrestling uh, is. It's usually like more of like a methodical submission and strike based wrestling. And uh, Thatcher and Arnie really was stretching each other out, man. They was just spamming submissions on each other. And I'm not surprised. I think Morrow mentioned that this is the uh, they've they've wrestled in the past pre NXT. Not surprised because they looked like it. And he T- Timothy Thatcher was relentless in his attack. Like, uh, on the arm. I remember, I wrote it down. Bell Phoenix said, no limb is safe when Timothy is out there. And I agree 100%. He absolutely was just ripping his arm out of the socket in any way he could. And then he, it all culminated into the Fujiwara arm bar for the W. So, uh, I really, really enjoyed this match. If this was meant to show that Timothy Thatcher was a brutal, badass, you know, catch wrestler, that's exactly what it accomplished. And I loved it. It was just great. That's like that's the type of stuff. I think I've seen somebody else talking about it, who uh, who's respected. I can't remember. Uh, man, they were saying that that's a. I think Edge Edge said something about it. it was good work from the uh, from those guys last night. Their match. Triple H even had a comment about it. So it was really like anybody who sat down and just peeked at it. It was really that good. It was really that good. It was a good match. All right, and I'm I'm a bad moderator. Because I forgot about the um, in-between segments. So, before that match, Damian Priest told Cameron Grimes, you wanted a problem, now you got a problem, basically. Right, right. So, it's nice to see the continuation of that. I love Cameron Grimes. So, let's go. I like that. So. Um, and then, before the next match, after the only Lorcan and... Um, Killer Cross with the warning, right? Yes. Yep, Killer Cross warned, basically, that the clock is still ticking, even though, you know, they they got rid of the clock. Uh, they, After they smashed it. They smashed this clock and all that. Don't worry, the clock's still ticking. So it don't matter. Basically, what I took from that is no matter who wins next week out of Keith and uh, Adam, I'm coming for he's you. coming for him. So simple and plain. Exactly. All right. Next, we have the handicap match Rhea Ripley versus. The first questionable decision of this ratings war, if you ask me. I really got to talk about this. Rhea Ripley versus Aaliyah and Robert Stone. 
So, by the way, love this match, and I'm going to get into that because it was really uh, interesting and funny. But the interesting move that I think they did, I don't know if they conceded because Cody was on or not, but I thought it was very interesting to put this match on around the same time as Cody and Jake. And, uh, you know, it's an interesting move, but I don't think it was a good one because if I was watching live, I weren't. So, you know, leave me alone. But if I was, <laughs> I would have probably switched the channel and watched Cody. You know, would have been more, you know, would have watched that match. It's, it's, it's for a belt, it would, you know, just seemed to be more important in this match. But Rob Stone's boxing gear and his form while trying to box and just, you wouldn't even know he was a trained wrestler. He was, it was hilarious to watch him shuffle around the ring like an idiot. And it was nice to see Aaliyah get shine. You know, she's, she's taking way more serious than Rob Stone is in this match. Like, uh, Rhea Ripley just beats him like it, like it was nothing. And, you know, they double team. They work a little bit, but, you know, Rhea Ripley, uh, uh, they worked well together for a while. But uh, after a double suplex, I believe, they tried to pin her at the same time, and that's that was it. Right after that one spot, because <laughs> Rhea uh, reversed the next suplex attempt with a, with a reversal, uh, with a double suplex of her own, and that's the comeback. She absolutely destroyed them uh and the double prison trap submission and real ripley prevailed so i enjoyed the match it was fun it was nice but i like i said i maintain i probably wouldn't have put that uh next to that match and think i'm gonna win that rating for that one i don't know i, I don't know the details maybe they did but i'm just saying personally i you know would have went to watch cody doesn't matter. Great time. Uh, I, I like what they did, and thank goodness we're not in. Don't have to join Rob Stone. Oh, thank I don't goodness. Yeah, right. I feel you heard what Bell said. That would be detrimental for her career. Right. They just buried getting uh, being a, <laughs> represented by Rob. What What is Aaliyah gonna do? <laughs> right. They just make Aaliyah look dumb. Dang. She. Uh, it does. Like she seeked him she, out. Exactly. She wanted to be his uh, client. Next, we have the strap match. Roderick Strong versus Dexter Loomis. They Dexter. started this match with a very dramatic shot. Like, the video package was kept focusing on, uh, before the match, kept focusing on Roderick's face. Uh -huh. And then at the very beginning of the match, he opens his eyes, and then he opens his eyes as soon as his uh, theme music makes that little noise at the beginning of the, before they start the beat on the uh, Undisputed Era theme song. Mm -hmm. It was cool. I liked it. It was very dramatic. Uh, anyway, uh, I just want to point out, they panned a little bit of a cheer, and also I heard some people cheering, and I guess some people were cheering in the performance center, but they panned some cheering into uh, Dexter's interest, and I just want to understand, how was he cheered at all? Like, I understand the Undisputed Era, he Big Heels, but, like, he's the bad guy in this situation. He kidnapped them. Uh, you know, he stares at them creepily. He stares at Like, if this was in, re in reality, no one would treat Dexter as a babe. No one would cheer for Dexter. We would be like, whoa, this dude is creepy. <laughs> That's what we'd exactly. be like, like. But anyway, and I liked it better. I just, it just fit better when nobody, when no reaction was there when his entry would come. No booze, no cheers. It just made the creepy vibes even better for him. And I think that just fits his character more. But and I also, also the the the, the, the performance in the crowd. Never do this again. I heard a Loomis chant. It was like Loomis, Loomis. Oh, never, God. never do that again. Never do that again. That's first of all, awesome. at first I thought y'all was saying Loomis, Loomis. <laughs> first of all, and second of all. Just, I don't want to hear that. He don't need, he's not the good guy. He's not. I like him, you know, I guess, as a worker. I like him. He's interesting. He's very different. But he's not the good guy in this situation. He is not to be cheered at all. Exactly. Uh, but anyway, uh, Roddy 
made a very smart move by attacking him at the beginning of the match before he even put the strap on his arm. Although not long after that, you know, Dexter, you know, beat him into the strap basically <laughs> and put the strap on for him. And, uh, you know, they did a great job being creative with the strap. You know, they depend, these type of matches depend on being creative with that strap. So it was nice to see them not just, you know, beat each other down with it and do different things other than punching and all that type of stuff. They had a nice, a few nice create, uh, creative spots. I love them calling back to that trunk that was at the state, uh, to calling back to a car and Dexter opened up a trunk and <laughs> Roderick's reaction just to seeing a trunk is hilarious. Like he was terrified as he should be. I love that little callback. And an Olympic slam by Roderick on the floor was sick. Like he absolutely destroyed him. I'm just pointing out some beautiful spots from uh, that I remember from this match. Dexter may be in his head, but Roddy is not f- a fighting afraid. Like he was not fighting afraid at all. Like he took control of this match, and until a sick clothesline uh, set up Dexter's comeback, Roddy, you know, destroyed uh, Dexter for a little while, but. It's now it's Roddy's turn to get beat with the straps, <laughs> you know, right after that, you know, after the sick clothesline. Then Bobby Fish would run in and, uh, you know, and he almost get decapitated, you know, running between Roderick and uh, Dexter on the strap. But, you know, a couple of, uh, you know, spots here after that. Roddy runs into the Uranagi slash arm triangle, by the way. I think I mentioned that combination earlier. Somebody else, but it's just something about when Dexter do it that makes it a little bit scarier because he kind of cradles you and yeah. holds you while he chokes you out. It's kind of it sucks. It, yeah, but anyway, uh, yeah, with the strap in Roger's mouth. By the way, he taps out. You know, like I, I wrote here in parentheses, good shit. So it was <laughs> it was a great match. It was a great match. I enjoyed it, and uh, yeah. What's next? Oh, this is a video package, right? Uh huh. It, it was a lot of build for night two of Gab on NXT. So first, it started off with a video package of the um, double title on the line match. Want to say I'm more hyped for that match than Moxley's and Cage, and you it's know, not even on the same I, night now. I'm not on the same night now, so I don't know if at that point even reigns as much uh, good. But I just want to say I'm more excited for that match. So. So, yeah. They're not in competition. I get to see both. I don't have to choose. Exactly. So it's Adam <laughs> Cole and versus Keith Lee for the North American title and the NXT, NXT World title. Double champ, champ. Let's go, Keith um, Lee. Then Candice LeRae got into a brawl with Mia Yim. Um, backstage, Isaiah Swerve Scott tried to break it up, um, but Johnny Gargano, who Swerve wasn't even touching Candice. Swerve was trying to pull Mia back. Um, Johnny was like, nah, let him fight, let him fight. And, um, and Isaiah was like, don't you touch me like that again, Johnny. They had to be separated. So, um, yeah. Also, Santos Escobar and El Lagardo del Fantasma. But don't forget, that Mia Yim brawl is setting up a match for next week that I want to point out. They made so fast that really look and sound desperate to me. It's so desperate. It feels very desperate. But anyway, let's go. Um, I forgot. El Legardo del Fantasma um, are, well, they were out here talking about talking about some real truth stuff. You San, know what I mean? Santos cut a very fantastic promo. Like, when you when you think of Lucha Libre wrestling, what do you think of? Well, in America, 
in America. Is what you need to say there because Lucha Libre, which he pointed out, meant so much more in Mexico. Exactly. So in America, you think of who, 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 who do you think of first? Rey Mysterio. What is Rey Mysterio known for doing? Wearing a mask and being very good at the flippies. Um, also being small. But that's not what Lucha Libre is. And I don't even think that's who he targeted. Like, Rey is the best booked Lucha you can think of. Yeah. That's the problem. That Ray, who's never really gotten what he deserved, if you ask me, in a lot of ways, because he's so good. He's the greatest lucha of all time. Everybody knows that. And that's that's the best that you can expect. Everybody else, like Lucha House Party, and like those are the people I think he's talking about. Like, no yeah. offense to them. I think they're great, too. I didn't know if they know Lucha House but Party. But, like, you know, just think about it, if you see what I'm trying to say. Like, that's a great example. Yeah, Lucha House Party is a great example. That's really what we're talking about. Yeah, the Sin Caras, the Lucha House Party. The people, who, the people who don't mean nothing other than to come out here and give you a good flippy match every now and then. Uh, or at least the way the company sees them, I, you know. Yeah, in in Japan, mass wrestlers are treat are taken more seriously. In me- everywhere else, Mexico, they're taken more seriously. And I can't say uh, that is an American thing because I it's been you know mass wrestlers who can prevail in other companies uh, like uh, PWG and Ring of Honor. It's been mass wrestlers uh, throughout uh, who've done well, but not to they don't mean as much. As they do in Mexico. In Mexico, like he pointed out, they're celebrities. They're famous. They're Stars. Here, superheroes to people. You know, and they're not that in America. And, you know, it's, it's it was a lot of truth to his promo. And I love that that's going to be his faction's mission statement is to, we're going to, you know, repaint what Lucha is in our image. No, Santos's images is what he also clarified. His image. And I like the smug look on his face that he keeps. He's pretty good at that. Exactly. Then... Drake Maverick came out there. No, first, 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 Drake Maverick came out there in his too tight t-shirt and his too tight pants, um, trying to look more imposing than he actually is. Came out there and got jumped. Then got jumped. Predictably so. And then Santos was like, you don't get to touch me. And he was right. Like, I'm not going to, you think I'm going to let you touch me? Please. Then, after watching Drake get beat up, when they could have just came out there from jump, Another desperate, made, another desperate match was made. Exactly. Because I don't even know the relation between Drake Maverick and Brizongo. Like, what, what are Brizongo mad at the Luchas for? They don't have any. They saw <laughs> Not they the Luchas, but El Legato. What are they mad at El Legato for? Tell me. Seriously. They're not. So it's Breeze desperate. We need to fill out this card for next week. That's what it felt like. Yep. But, hey, I love Brizongo, so always nice to see my boys. So yep, yep, yep. let's get into the uninterrupted main event. Not yet, not yet, Ooh. not yet. Cameron Grimes. No, uh-uh, no. We we'll, don't talk about Cameron. We'll, we don't. We didn't. You go. You can't let me do my uninterrupted main event. And then interrupt you. I, I was trying to interrupt you before you got there. But I started that's off why, with my that's, uninterrupted that's main why, event. Uninterrupted is my point. That's why I do the segues. No, because I got to keep repeating it like Tom Phillips did. Uninterrupted, sponsored by Mountain Dew, main event. Before you do that, Cameron Grimes said he ain't got nothing to do with Damian Priest. He's coming after them double titles. That's that's what it is. It is what it is. All right. Don't worry. Damian Priest is definitely not going to let him fight for that title. We (laughs) we all know that. That's the reason why I skipped (laughs) off. But anyway. Uh, Let's get into our uninterrupted main event, sponsored by Mountain Dew. Ooh. Io Shirai, the NXT. 
I don't think I ever let that go all the way out. Yeah, sure. Like when I cut it off, do they know it's cheers? Like it don't sound like a cheer if I do it that fast, but you can tell that's a round of applause when I let it let it breathe. Let me, okay, I'm sorry. Let you breathe. Eo Shirai versus Sasha Banks. Eo Shirai is the NXT Women's Champion, and Sasha Banks is going up against Oscar at the horror show. That is extreme rules. That still don't explain why we having this match. Go ahead and explain why we having this match. We having this match because they wanted to steal ratings from AEW. Thank you. All right, we got this cat out the bag. All right, <laughs> let's go. What's the Okay, you want to get into the match now? Get, get cool. into your uninterrupted main event sponsored by Mountain Dew description. Thank you. Beautiful gear and inches for Sasha Banks, by the way, and Bailey, who had a nice jacket with Sasha's face on it. <laughs> like, they're, they're so obnoxious, but I love it. They're, they're, like I said last week, on top of the game. Them two, on top of it. Anyway, beautiful moves throughout. EO absolutely dominated the first parts of this match with the beautiful flying dropkick. Frankensteiner, she did a 619, a.k.a. Tiger Fank kick. And, you know, Sasha was selling her butt off for the champ. You know, Sasha would go for the bank statement a couple of times, and but EO would escape it. And she set up for a moonsault, but Sasha reversed that. And EO was tied into the tree of woe, and then a back and forth again and again. And Sasha hits the meteor from the top rope, and then a power bomb onto the plexiglass that popped me because I was like, wow, that looks sick. And EO reverses the frog splash because Sasha went up for her idol's finisher, and she reversed that into a crossface slash bank statement. And then Bailey interrupts that. And then Sasha, who tries to take advantage of it, interrupts that by throwing the belt in the ring, which the referee, I guess he was going to disqualify is what you said, but walking away from the action just was stupid to me. You see her obviously distracted. Why would you walk away now? Anyway, whatever. I'm glad he walked away because Oscar was able to take advantage of that, who popped up out of nowhere, by the way. They didn't even show her entrance, her running down. Under Apparently she was under the ring the whole time. That's very uncomfortable if you ask me, Oscar. By the way, but she missed her. Nice. I haven't seen the mist in a while. Thank goodness, man. I, was, I thought she forgot to use it when she turned babyface. <laughs> Please start back using your mist. Use it again at, at the pay-per-view. Anyway, she missed her. EO takes advantage. Uh, they did a great job of hiding her face from the ref for like two spots because she did something and then she hit the moon. So I, I think it was a kick of some sort of insecure. I'm not sure. I don't remember. But either way it goes, Sasha fell face first, conveniently. <laughs> So she can get a moonsault to the back. And then when uh, EO pins her, she covers her face. One, two, three. It's over. Great match. I loved it. I have mixed feelings about her needing Oscar. But then again, I know why it happens. Because if Charlotte couldn't lose to any of those NXT uh, wrestlers, what makes uh, straight clean, what makes you think that uh, Vince was going to want his challenger for the Raw Women's title to lose? Without, you know, it being some, you know, some type of involvement. And it helped promote extreme rules for Vince. So, I guess, you know, that's another reason why you can involve Oscar. But, you know, either way it goes, great match. Wasn't for the title, uh, but I loved it. And it was definitely probably the strongest. Yeah, I, yeah, definitely the strongest match of the night. So, uh, uh, from NXT side uh, of the thing. So, I liked it. And that's, that's what I'm saying. That's the frustrating thing about... Uh, NXT being so petty or, like, the WWE being so petty about it. They're putting on good shows. Uh, stuff like the Great American Bash, we know how much that personally means to Cody when that's the brainchild of Dusty. For, for a company that, res that claims to respect and love Dusty so much, 
it's crazy to me how they try to spit in his son's face so much. I don't get it. But it's just petty. And, you know, I think that sets back this card a little bit. Like, I'm not I, – I, maybe I'm wrong. I enjoyed it. I don't think it was better than AEW. And I'm not saying it because of the pettiness. But I can't act like that don't apply. You got to feel a little icky when they're doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You feel a little icky. Just a little bit. Especially when it ain't no bill to the Sasha and EO match that you got. So I know y'all pulled this out of your butt so we can have something interesting going on at the same time as Fighter Fest. But anyway, let's get into uh the we're gonna go into the rumors, or do you wanna go into ratings? Is that part of the rumors now? Just to make it part of the rumors. Even though ratings are not a rumor, they are confirmed. I will start off with the ratings then, all right? <laughs> um, so, total, hold on, let me go back. So, since MJF did categorize this as a ratings war, uh, I would think to try to do this every show, but I don't know. I don't know if I want to seek this out, and I don't. I definitely don't think I'll be podcasting this late every show. But anyway. I got conflicting reports, so one of these numbers is fudged. Um, but oh Where no, that's right. that's right, that's okay. right. My bad, that's right. I'm I'm flipping out. Um, so AEW Dynamite had about seven hundred and forty-eight thousand viewers. Nice, nice. So they 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 both in the seven hundred. NXT had about seven hundred and ninety-two thousand viewers. So it's a pretty close race. It was close. Um, but AEW, as it always does, it they destroyed the eighteen. To- yeah. Yeah. Point, point. I'm trying to figure out who are these. Oh, oh, is it kids? Is it just kids that's helping out NXT? I, don't think so. I need to break. I need to break down the demographics. I need to figure out how do NXT win? Is it is it just old people, kids now? People just it's on USA, babe. You know, people just fall asleep to it. Possible, I guess. Like let's let's just be honest. It's it's, it's plenty of old people who just have it on USA because they watch USA. Well, I mean, it's my old guy. I don't get me. Don't get it twisted. It's for old people who like wrestling. I'm sure. I'm sure of it. I'm not saying that's not the case, but that isn't the target audience that sponsors care about. They don't care about old people, unfortunately. They don't, they don't care about them. kids. They don't care. They don't. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, well, still, AEW got the victory in the demo that everyone, that, that WWE craves so much. Yes, right. they crave it. Smoking them. So, they smoked um, them again in that. But uh, In general, ratings went up for both shows. Like, I was just about to say, those numbers look higher than the ones I've seen anyway. Like, last so, week for NXT. That's almost 800K for NXT. Y'all. Yeah, so last week pretty, for NXT, it was like 786,000. And last week for AEW, was 633,000. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so AEW jumped up a bit. AEW, exactly. They had a huge, huge leap. Okay. Well, um, well there go the ratings war and... Uh, I guess NXT prevailed in their dastardly tricks. They did, which which is really unfortunate. Uh, yeah, I guess, but I, I understand it. I mean, Sasha and EO is hard to pass up. It, yes, it was a great main event, y'all. <laughs> it's hard to pass up. If you up. hadn't seen it, I'm, I'm, I'm going to drop the deets later. And I NXT remember. is good in general. Like I said, the show is good. If y'all just remove that name, I probably would feel better about them winning. Exactly. All right, so here goes our rumors. First of all, according to Dave Meltzer in the camp, People in WWE were not satisfied about all of those shots that were being thrown their way. They deserved I don't know what they expected. Though. I don't know what they expected. We talked about it earlier, why did they why they deserved it. And, you know, it's been an underlying thing. And I don't want any NXT diehards to get on here and think we hating on any of the workers or anybody who do that. It's not you guys who, you know, I love all the workers for NXT. Talk- I love NXT in general. So I'm just talking about 
the unneeded pettiness that's just not necessary. And I, and yes, they are competitors. I understand it. I don't mind them being competitors. It's just you know certain things you do. Don't, it's not necessary. Your you guys' pay per view format has always been takeovers. You guys have never done free Wednesday night pay per view like cards and continued it for two weeks. Just so happened at the same time, AW who's doing it, who has way less pay per views than you guys. Mm-hmm. Even though I know it, you know WWE don't really have a pay per view in general, but you know what I mean. You see what I'm trying to say. Exactly. So, uh, like I said, we don't have to explain it. It's pretty obvious to me, and I don't. I don't mind them throwing shots at each other. That's what I'm saying. I don't mind it. WWE can hit back if they want to, but I just feel like these shots were warranted. So, what's the problem? Is enjoy it. Because wrong is wrong. And I- at the end of the day, man, we got. Like, I remember years and years when WWE was at its worst of, uh, like, inconsistent booking. Years and years of just begging for an alternative. We finally get an alternative that a lot of people like, and now we mad that they sending shots or whatever. When it's obvious that you guys are viewing them like competition, even though you won't mention them or act like they exist. Like, come on. They're obviously the reason why NXT is even on USA. They are. So, whatever. They are. Um, moving on. Moving on. It is quoted that WWE is now very much unsure that they'll be able to have fans in attendance for SummerSlam. No shit, Sherlock. Yeah, that's it. I don't even got to react to that one. That's it. No shit. Um, they were also <laughs> thinking about having a Hall of Fame ceremony during SummerSlam, but since it ain't no fans, um, and the Hall of Fame is not something that's very important, they, they decided to can it for now. As they should. I mean, I, what 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 did you get about you know COVID? What do you don't get about COVID? I just don't right, it's just, especially it's just, when y'all don't want you. It is what it ass. is. Right, right. Especially when you guys are proven to not be as responsible as you should be not in this situation. So, yeah, uh, I feel like I'm piling on them, but they not. They don't look too. They don't. They they just. I don't know. They look so foolish in some areas sometimes, and I don't even understand why. For a company that makes so much dough. Exactly. But, you know, <clears throat> that ain't got nothing to do with smarts. Kyrie's exactly. Being a good business ain't got nothing to do with smarts. Kyrie's saying status in WWE is complicated. And I'm using air quotes. Y'all can't see it, but I said complicated. I can tell. Air quotes. Um, according to Fightful, she, should, she could be transitioning to a non-wrestling role. And at one point, was their plan was to make her an ambassador for WWE in Japan. Um, but a lot of people want her to continue wrestling. Oh, man. Well, if she is leaving, I hope it ain't nobody trying to force her unless it's, you know, compromising health. I understand compromised health. Uh, I hope it's not one of those situations, but I think she'll be a great ambassador. You know what I mean? So, uh, I yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what the future holds for her. I can tell though something is uh, they're they're obviously unsure about something because mm-hmm. she could have been had involvement in this Oscar feud as, as just just being there for her mm-hmm. and they've kept her off TV so uh, I don't know I was worried that that uh, Vince was was labeling her as injury prone and you know Dan didn't want anything to do with her in that way but I don't know uh, I think she'd be great at the job though if that's what they want her to do and. I, at the end of the day, I just hope she gets a choice. You know, a lot of wrestlers do not get the choice when they, in their careers or whatever. So, I just hope that she gets a choice. Exactly. Um, Bray Wyatt has been off of television so that he can be with JoJo and their kids. I, it, I, we, I figured. 
I figured that. Especially <laughs> since JoJo just brought in um, their new babe. Right. I figured that. <laughs> we don't know if he'll be at Extreme Rules. So if that's the case, then why are they calling it Extreme Rules, the horror show? They're gonna have to do. They're gonna do something else. I guess they're gonna have to put something. Oh God, they're gonna call Taker. They're not gonna call him. They're gonna call the Boogeyman. Oh my God, they're gonna call Taker. They're gonna call the Boogeyman. Oh, no, that's even worse. It is. How much I see Boogeyman versus Braun Strowman? I don't know. I don't know why. I just hope, hopefully, hopefully he can make it. But if not, they just need to go ahead and scrap the name or what? I don't know what they're gonna do. They're not even put it out there now. They're not even that. They're still promoting the match as if it's fine or still going through you know television. I guess they don't have much of a choice right now. Mm-hmm. We shall see. But I don't we, blame him, man. Go be a father. We shall see. Scary times. And last but not least, according to Dave Meltzer and the crew, WWE wants Walter on the main roster, but. He said he's not moving to the U.S. and I don't blame him. What's your thoughts, Monty? Uh, yeah, I, it is what. Hey, man, you want he he don't have a problem coming to the main roster. It's just living in America, and it is what it is. I'm not mad at you, man. Your personal preference, stay where you want. I don't think WWE should be changing where people. I know people move for jobs all the time, but like he mentioned, that they you're already on a plane, you're already traveling all the time anyway. As a uh, WWE wrestler, and he wouldn't be the only one. Why you think we haven't seen William Regal on television? He's—I don't think he lives in America. He works for NST, but he's not on television. I don't think he lives right. in America. So they want uh, him on that house show circuit. And I get it. There I get no that. House show circuit. It's no. It's not one right now, anyway. And then also, even when you get it, like he can still do a house show and take his butt back to home where he want to be. I get it. He can do that. Plenty of workers have done it. You know, so it wouldn't be the first, it wouldn't be the last. So it's no problem. I mean, I, I don't see a problem with it. I don't. Anybody who have a problem with it, you need to, like, I don't, you need to get a life first of all, and fig, figure something out because if somebody don't want to live somewhere, they shouldn't have to live there. So that's just exactly. the way I feel. So hey, good on Walter. Well, guys, that I think that is that is it for our rumors. Gossip corner. All right. All right, man. We got y'all a two piece, and uh, I get hope hopefully that'll that'll do do y'all for a while. Uh, we'll be back hopefully on time next week. We're going out of town for the holiday that we we're not calling celebrate. a holiday really. It's we're going us. out of town for family. Yeah, not really. It's not really that much of a big deal. But hey, uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, support. Uh, the what you th- ah, I'm about to call it the what you think podcast. Oh my Woo. god! Ooh, Ooh, you what snubbing, a flashback! You snubbing us. Anyway, uh, support the Mind Monty podcast uh, if you want to support the watch what you think podcast. Go ahead, I don't care. I mean, they did. Go ahead, that whoever that guy is, that Monty G is. <laughs> Goodbye. Anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening. Support us on all platforms. Share. Tell everybody else that listens. And everybody, anybody you know, watch a little bit of wrestling. Hey, tell them to check us out and keep up with all that, uh, all of the great wrestling content that's uploaded everywhere. So uh, maybe I'll do some more match recommendations next show. Who knows? I'll let you guys know. But it's been cool. Uh, hour and forty-five minutes of potting. It's been great. Hope you guys enjoy this.